Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Coach Hitty here. I've learned that in life, sometimes you can't be afraid to stand for something, even if it means if it could create conflicting thoughts and ideas and goes against the grain. We began today's episode by talking about how progress looks differently for everyone, but we bounced around and the discussion led to why we believe putting fat loss and weight loss as the face of fitness and nutrition is so wrong on so many different levels. I apologize in advance that it may sound like a little bit of a ramble than most of our episode. I just needed to get this one off my chest. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Hey, Dubs. Hey. This is uh, 30th episode of season two. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of episodes. That means, Dubs, here's the thing. We've continuously talked for at least an hour with no distraction for 30 weeks straight. Wow. I feel so much closer to you now. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't expecting that. (laughs) That's a lot of conversation, although it doesn't surprise me. I feel like I could talk a lot. (laughs) Me and you could. I mean, let's Mm -hmm. be real. Like in this podcast, I do like 80% of the talking. You do 80% of listening. But (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I have a lot to say. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But this is a good segue into today's topic because – us meeting this consistently is a progress in the right direction. So when we started this, I didn't I didn't have a formal business training, right? So I didn't have a system in place. I just did what I loved doing and that became a business. So I had to learn how to run business. One of the things that we started incorporating is like one-on-one weekly meetings and making sure that I am continuously you know, talking to you guys as a staff to gauge how you're doing. And this podcast serves as um, for us to communicate on a weekly basis and kind of check in. Mm-hmm. So that's progress. And progress is today's topic. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I have to tell you this. The reason why the, the, the topics just comes to my head throughout the week, right? And the moment that I thought of today's topic was after coaching my U5 AYSO soccer team. <laughs> because today, this is the last week, and I'm a little sad about it. Uh, I didn't know how this was going to go when I signed up for it, but this Saturday marks our last game, and I'm sad to see my Unicorn Lions season end. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think I would ever say that. But <laughs> why are you laughing, too? <laughs> <laughs> Several reasons. <laughs> Unicorn <laughs> Lions. I mean, could there ever be a better team name than that? I know. <laughs> but I'm also, <laughs> when you say, um, you didn't think you'd ever say that, I'm imagining what that very first pro- practice was like with the Unicorn Lions U5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but here's, here's why I decided that I want to do this topic. When I look at my Unicorn Lions and the six superstars on that team and the way they progressed their progress their progress looks so different from one another yet in the fitness industry progress as marked as one streamlined thing mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying sure 
And that is, to me, that is so wrong. And I want to focus more on how we can really focus on other areas of progress than just without one path. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you a little story about my unicorn lions. Can't wait. They're so cute. I can't use their names, but let's just say player one, player two, player three, player four, player five, player six. Okay. <laughs> player one showed up the first practice and um, he didn't want to participate. He actually didn't participate at all. He chose to just sat with her, his, and, you know, his parents and uh, just watch the entire time. Like I tried to get him on to the field and he had nothing to do with it. First game game came around, nothing. Hmm. Still no budging. But week two, he started to participate just little by little. He started doing a little bit better. And now he's the fastest kid on the team. He's so excited. Um, and it, it's so great to see, like, how he's become, like, this kid who didn't even want to come on the field to now he's all about it. He loves to, loves to play with the team and just kind of all along, you know. And, and to me, like, the – the dad was ready to pull him after first practice because it was just frustrating for him, you know, and I can totally understand that you sign your kid up for some, some activity and he doesn't want to participate. So he was like, is there any kid on the waiting list that can take my spot? And I was like, no, just hold on. Like kids progress differently. And I see these kind of, you know, I see these kind of situations all the time at the dance studio. So, um, you know, they listened and they stayed and now he, he's, he's awesome. I really enjoy working with this kid. Uh, player number two, he just easily gets distracted. So, you know, sometimes I couldn't find where he was. Sometimes he was with his mom. He was on the other field and he's just kind of scatterbrained and, uh, a great kid, really sweet kid. And, um, but they've come, you know, he, he's a lot more focused now and he's there for the team and the things that he's been able to accomplish has been awesome he's just he's just dead. he he's more on the field than anything else he's still a little scatterbrained like i can't you know I, a season of soccer is not going to change him in that regards but he's more focused and he's just excited to be there he wants to be part of the team so that's great um i can go on and on about these teams but overall as a team as a whole too for unicorn lions we got like, you know, in year five, we don't keep score, right? Because it's not about winning or losing. But like in my head, I was keeping score. I'm not gonna <laughs> As every dad is. <laughs> <laughs> and not that I care about winning or losing, <laughs> but I, I clearly knew first three games of the season, we got creamed. Like we were like, we didn't score a goal. <laughs> we celebrated so like I think it was the third game that we finally scored a goal. And all the parents are like, yeah, we scored. <laughs> it was that kind of team. Like it was. You know, we we knew where we were. Like it's, you know, it's it's this at that age. It's not about talent, but they were, and it's partially. And I'm not gonna lie, it's partially my fault. When I approached the team, I said, you know, there's two golden rules to soccer, and it's to have fun and to be safe. And this team listened so well that they were so safe that they <laughs> wouldn't fight for the ball. They would give the ball to the other team. They were just so kind. <laughs> so it's heck, it's the coach Hitty's fault, but, <laughs> but um, after the third game, they I don't know something clicked in them, and there's four teams in our division or our age group. So the second time we played them, and I noticed like wow we're scoring goals, and I think we score more than the other team, 
And that's been the last three or four weeks. And just seeing that progress of them getting the feel for the game. And most importantly, they do it with a smile on their face. And I think the kids enjoy practice more than the games because they get to be more of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as a team, seeing that progress have been really unbelievably awesome to see. So that's where this I got this idea of wanting to talk about progress. And... Um, you know, every progress should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and right now we have a ton of athletes that's in here. And, you know, what's unfortunate is they have this idea of faster and stronger is better, right? Overall, like, that's what they want to achieve. That's fine. But there's a lot more little progress that can be made in the w- weight room that should be celebrated, but we often just miss because we focus on that big picture and we don't focus on the small celebrations. Right. Um, can you think of any, like, um, you, you know, we, you understand what I'm talking about in that terms of concept, but I think it will be helpful to give an actual example of what those small wins look like. So, yeah, there's lots and lots of things going through my mind as you're talking. So some of the the biggest victories are the mental victories that we um, conquer, you know, making progress just by getting past um, some of the excuses we have in our head, some of the things that society feeds us um, for athletes getting past a, you know, let's say um, one of the biggest things in the gym is getting past um, a mental block with a box jump. That's a huge Mm. thing. Uh, or somebody's coming back from an injury. I know like with Amelia, as she was recovering, some of those things that were so easy for her to do before, um, but now, um, you know, for a while, then they just weren't so easy. Um, Things like that, huge progress, and it's not that traditional like, oh, I hit a new PR on my deadlift today. It's, you know, just those those small small moments. Um, Somebody... you know, once somebody starts putting the whole concept together of our program here and, and, and what they need to be really, really successful for their own personal movements and things like that, too. Huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. You know, I think I, I'm trying to be very careful with my word choices. Um, but I have I, I really do have problem with this fat loss, weight loss focused uh, front and centered approach to fitness in general. Mm-hmm. If that's your only goal, I don't know that if you're going to be in the game for long. Mm-hmm. I I understand why, right? Like, so the overall picture, looking at the overall picture, Americans are getting bigger and heavier by the year. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of health problems that's associated with that. Plus, there's a mental side effect of like, oh, I don't look as good, so I'm not confident, and it just kind of drains your energy in that way. But it's also being fed to us to think that way, right? Like, you know, life throws us a curveball, and, you know, we we adapt to change. For example, COVID threw us a change, and I think a lot of us turned to food as a comfort, and we gained weight. And somehow we're brainwashed to think weight gain is bad instead of you know you gain weight okay let's focus on other areas and trying to get back to where you need to be you know and and it's 
it becomes like all so consuming as a whole. Mm -hmm. And somehow we associate weight loss and fat loss as a solution to unhappiness, mm -hmm. which I don't think is healthy. I think in I think in those situations, the first thing is accepting where you are and realizing, you know, setting a goal is great, but realizing that takes a lot of careful planning and not just buying product. Um, I think this mentality of shortcut and I understand being lost. Right. Um, so let's let me give you an example from my perspective. I felt like when I got into this profession of fitness and strength and conditioning, I just I just fell in love with it. I loved training. I loved moving and I wanted to help others. So what did I do? I promoted or I tried to get people to do what I do. But I realized that there is a lot of loopholes in that. Maybe it works for me, but it won't work for 90 percent of the people. So understanding and trying to learn how human psychology works and what works for other people versus what works for you is different. Mm -hmm. And so it taught, it took a lot of education, a lot of research and a lot of trial and error to figure out. And, and it becomes down to this. It's like how to work with adults are different than how I work with kids. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part that gets missed a lot is a lot of people think this worked for me, so I'm going to promote it, which in turn is not true. And that's what a lot of, you know, these companies do is like, hey, here's a success story. It worked for this person, so it should work for you too. So here you go. Mm -hmm. It's not as simple as that. Um, and, and when you fall in that trap, it, it, it's, it, it's a cons consumer spiraling down cycle. I don't even know if that's a term, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it it's so attractive, right? Like I I get marketing, and I've said this before. I get mar marketing and I understand the importance of marketing because we do that. But I think, and I was thinking about this earlier this week. I think where it gets bad is when you when your marketing lies on the cusp of a lie, and be using that to promote your products. Not in the interest of a customer, but on the interest of uh, the pockets of the uh, the producers of the product. Right, and sometimes it's not even a lie; it's just not the whole picture. You know, you know that 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 product isn't what changed that person's world. It was their whole devotion to it and everything that they they did to become successful. It wasn't, you know, most likely that one thing. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I don't know. I just, um, it's an ever ongoing battle and, and I get stuck in this interesting spot where like, I just, you know, I, I you know, I, I think I live in like a, a, a fairy land sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where I think, I, I just wish that everybody had a best interest for everyone and trusted that if you took care of others, your needs and your wants will be taken care of in the long run. Like, that's how I truly like to believe is that, like, we're here to serve others, period, not serve ourselves. Mm -hmm. By serving others, your your calling and your, your desires and your needs gets filled because of your serving others. And I truly, truly think that way. And I don't understand people who don't, but I understand that there's a lot of people who don't think that in those terms. And I get, I kind of get, you know, like, not annoyed, but... 
disappointed by that. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm kind of biased towards that way of thinking. So when I come across somebody who comes across as, hey, like, let's benefit us, I shut, I, I shut off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have no interest in speaking to that person. Um, and sometimes I get angry, especially when working with kids. But that's another topic. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm complaining today and I don't want to come across that way. But, you know, to truly help someone, you have to know where they're coming from, right? And you can't assume the place that they're coming from is all the same. And I think that's where this danger lies in this young fitness industry. Let's remember, like, the fitness strength and conditioning field is very infant stage. It's not that long that this has existed. And, but I feel like a lot of people take similar approaches and sells the same thing and goes from the one angle and that's it. And when, you know, people like us try to approach in in a different way, and we go against the grain, usually people don't take se- take us seriously or we get ridiculed for what we do because it doesn't go in, in line with what the mainstream is adver- advertising. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I know that we're not going to change everybody's mind, but I think we own it to the community of people who trust us to speak truth. And that, like, you know, like I've said before, fat loss and weight loss, that's, that's what you want to do. Great. But understand that committing to one product or one program is not going to produce the desired outcome. Most likely, it's not going to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of like I'm stuck in a way. I know, I know what I know and I know how I feel. You know what I mean? What I struggled with is the consumer mindset of those people who buy into those products. Can you give me an insight on that? (laughs) 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 This is taking like a turn in a different direction. So I'm, I'm, (laughs) it's uh, where I thought we were going with this podcast and where we're at are two different things here, but yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, people just, there's there's this uh, belief that, I mean, you already said it, that, that mainstream, this is what's going to work, this is what we need to do, this is what we need to do for this population, or this is what we need to do um, to accomplish this goal, and everybody should do this one way, and, and that's just not... Um, first of all, even if it's a successful way, it's not the only way, and it might not work for everyone. Um, and, yeah, there's just there's it doesn't have to be a um a, a marketing ploy to be successful hmm. i agree um i don't know i i get the idea that like doing something is better than nothing at all but at the same time doing something the wrong way is that better than doing nothing at all do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And yeah, I, you know, I, I've said this several times on this podcast. I did things the wrong way and, and no. Uh, and I think sometimes that holds me back. Um, 
from finding successes just that I, you know, for, for so long I, I focused the wrong way or, you know, I had the wrong intention, went the wrong direction, um, that, you know, that it, it, it does, it holds you back or it sets you back in your progress. Hmm. And then it comes to the question of like what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't, it's it, and I think this is a tough question because number one and there's a couple factors that plays into this. One, it's because fitness industry is such in an infant stage that like there's a lot of he said she said kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's also one of those professions where there is no standards. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like literally anyone who thinks they know their stuff can claim to be a fit pro. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why for the longest time, I never ever consider myself to be a fitness pro. And I still don't really consider myself to be a fitness professional. I consider myself more like a coach. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Coach is somebody that can help other people elevate to uh, the next level. Mm -hmm. Coach is somebody that has a positive influence on your life. So when I look at that, I said, you know, I can own that. Oh, I, that's, the, that's the burden that I want to carry on my shoulder is I want to be a coach who's going to help somebody get to the next level, who's going to help them discover something new about themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm client-focused, client-centered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. Like, I don't really care to provide, quote-unquote, content to other people or, or, or put out more knowledge that's contradicting to what's out there. Um, I care about like having a positive impact on others and cause I think that's, that's what we should all strive to be. Right. Um, yeah, that's my approach also with, with clients. A lot of times people will come in and they'll say, you know, they'll ask those questions and it's, it's very, it's very, um, marketing driven, product driven, you know, should I, should I try this product or how many calories should I have a day? And, mm -hmm. and really that's not, um, that's not what we're what that's first of all not what we're here for that doesn't um look at the big picture and it, it doesn't help them on the the healthiest healthiest path you know if people were walking in the door and we were saying okay you're going to drink this shake and eat this many calories a, a day and do this workout this many times um you know we're just really here to to guide the clients where they're at and you know if they are starting to have setbacks help them to figure out why help them to figure out what's holding them back help them to find that progress but you know there's no one one solid plan that i could say oh across the board everybody needs to do this yeah i you know it's it's hard because i um you know we're in it right so we can sound like some professionals that's salty of what's going on but really where we're coming from is we see the whole picture and we think that's not right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you, let's say like whatever you, the listener, whatever your profession that you're in and you know your profession pretty well, let's say like you, let's say you're a doctor mm -hmm. and you know your stuff pretty well. And then there comes this, uh, a no name person who maybe attended medical school one year, but then putting out information out there, um, based on the fact that they went to a medical school for one year and, and it's false, but people are believing it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it feels like in this industry sometimes 
is there's a lot of voices that's out there with very little credentials and not really having the best interest of the clients in mind, but rather pushing their own agendas forward. And it's contradicting to what's really should be promoted, what should be, what should be, what should be the center of the focus for a lot of clients and just pushing their individual agendas forward. And when, when it collapses, they're just like, Oh, I had nothing to do with it. You know, and at the, in the end, they really didn't care for others. They cared about themselves. And, um, I don't know. I just, you know, you know how I never like promoted products ever. Right. I've never endorsed any products. I've never sold products here. One of the reasons is like, I can consume products and products for myself because, mm-hmm. you know, I can do my research and I say, okay, like this makes sense to me. So I'll consume it. But to push that on somebody, I feel like is that takes extra responsibility. Right. Right. Like to me, I don't want to be responsible for you putting something in your mouth that you don't want to. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to put something in your mouth, as far as supplements and products goes, I want that to be your own decision. Right. Not because I had influence in it and I had say in it and said, this is good for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a huge responsibility. Right. Like, how do you know that this, you know, how do you know that this is really good for that somebody? How do you know where it's really coming from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you just trust what the company says. That's fine. But like how much trust do you have in this company? You know, how do we know that all the information that they're presenting is true? Right. Or that it's right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, yeah. One person might have a lot of success. I think, you know, and if I sit, let's say I'm asking you something like, Hey, do you use protein? And you know, and why? I'm not, you know, you're not saying to me, oh, you need to, to, to buy this kind and, and this is the best and, and this is what you need to do. And everybody who comes into the gym should, should use this. You're saying you would, and I've heard this approach many times uh, with me and with clients, this is what I use and this is why, you know, mm-hmm. less ingredients, um, I like the taste, you know, things like that. But you're not telling anybody else this is what you should do. You're right. just saying, this is why I've chosen this product. This is what works for me. Yeah. I, that's, that's exactly how I promote it. You know, like as if kids ask me, it's like, like, what kind of protein powder do you use? Well, this is the kind that I use and these are the reason why. But if you're going to go pick it out, like make sure these things, these are the checks, check the box items, like mm-hmm. less ingredients on the list, make sure it's coming from a good source if you look at the back and there are certain words that you can't pronounce, you don't know where they're coming from, like pull out your phone and Google it and make sure it's not harmful for you. Uh, and most likely, the more expensive the protein is, the higher quality it is. You know, like those are the check the box items. So I give them guidelines, but I won't tell them what product exactly to buy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really see the point in doing that. I mean, unless you're making money off of that company by selling that product. Right. And you know, that's where like client centered versus you centered comes into play, right? Like if you're pushing certain products because you make a mo- you make money off of that brand, you're pushing you forward. Mm-hmm. You're not really thinking about your clients. And that's where I like really have a strong issues with. And sometimes I, I have a hard time controlling how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is that, is that, is that weird? No. Nope, that's totally understandable because you feel strongly and it's something that you believe in. 
Um, I get the question a lot about shoes. It just made <laughs> this made me, uh, you know, people say, what brand shoes should I get? You know, well, first of all, I'm not a, you know, that's, that's not an area of expertise for me. I can certainly tell you, I, and I'm not saying I, I wear high end shoes. I don't, um, I've had to do a lot of experimenting with what works for my feet and, and I know, like, for example, what works for you and your feet doesn't work for me, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I've tried that. And so, yeah, I, I always you'll see that on social media, too. Hey, people, I need new sneakers. What should I do? And and then everyone's, you know, spitting out all of these all of these um, different options. Right. So I mean, you're the only person that works in Gucci shoes. So <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Gucci and Prada only. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> I think that's Coach Danielle. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I think a job of a coach is help guide them to their own conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. It's not our job to say this is right or mm -hmm. wrong. Um, I think it's our job as a coach to say like, hey, here are the guidelines you should follow. But ultimately, you make the decision. You make, and, and, and you know, like I'm not talking about middle school kids. Like if you give that guideline to middle school kids, they, they won't know what to do. Right. But at a certain point in life, like if especially if you're like mentoring somebody or you're really coaching like a high school kid that you develop a really good relationship with, because relationship is at the core of that coach client relationship. Um, you know ultimately you want the client to be able to make a sound decision based on the knowledge that they've gained from you. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. If we just push certain things on them forcefully, like, Oh, here's what you should consume. Here's what you should do. Then you're taking away their critical thinking abilities. Like what are they going to do once you're gone? Right. You know, are they just going to continue to buy the products that you buy? Like that's not helpful. Mm -hmm. You want them to be able to make their sound decisions, you know? And that's, that's I think that's the overall approach that we take. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't like just giving programs. Like when c kids ask me for programs, like I can do that. But what value does that present? Mm -hmm. Like mimicking the product program is not going to make them understand what's important. Mimic doing the program is not just going to simply produce results. I mean, it might, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be as beneficial as like us coaching them through it. Right. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of like an analogies that I that that um that will be well served, but I can't think of one right now. And and then also it's like it's this is like the first week of Elevate, and while Brian's a little fried, right? Like it's <laughs> when we're trying to adjust. So if, if we sound like we're all over the place today, we apologize. Well, I apologize because <laughs> it's probably me that's just blabbing on. <laughs> No, and not only our first week of Elevate, but our whole new summer schedule. We have people back in the gym. Yeah. It's great. We're on fire, but it's also, yeah, a lot of adjustment, too. Yeah. Lots of lots of changing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I, I think I think basically what, what we're saying is there's no one true um, uh, product or plan that works across the board for everyone. Yeah. And the progress can look differently. I mean, I mm -hmm. guess to tie it all together, like everybody's progress doesn't need to look a certain way. Um, like transformation <laughs> photos, right? To me, it's it, it's really pointless <laughs> because like, why do you have to set this like course of this is point A, this is point B, this is what you should go for? 
no, that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather see a transformation video of a movement, how a client started moving before and how the client start looks now. Oh, I say that all the time or, that I wish I could like record people when they first start, but you don't, you don't know what those challenging movements are going to be, but let's say it's their squat. Right. And I, uh, there's so many moments when I'm working, especially with my personal training clients and I'll say, think back to when you first started training and, or lunges are a really good example. Like sometimes people will come in here and their lunges, they look like I don't know, like a newborn deer, <laughs> their legs are just mm. everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, and then we, we progress it to this, this really great point where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, their movements are better, their body's feeling better, their body's moving better. Yeah. And I always wish I could just rewind so that they could see where they came from. Um, because I think we're also programmed that, um, that isn't necessarily the progress that we're looking for, yes. you know, so people don't put as much, uh, focus on that yeah yeah so uh, those moments don't feel as big right. as they do for me they're huge for me as a coach when I see that happen in a personal training session you know I'm ready to sometimes I do jump up and down because it's just like yes this is where we wanted to get but you know right and uh, to me like certain pro the most important most important progress that I see especially in kids are unseen you can't see it in a picture or you can't see it in a video. Mm -hmm. You have to physically interact with them to know that they progress in this way. And what I'm talking about is confidence and care for others. Mm -hmm. And those are absolutely coachable in the weight room. You know, like th th we do that through our facility. And to me, the, the, the progress in those two areas that you cannot be seen in photos and cannot be seen in videos that's way more important in the long run because let's think about it, right? Like, so progress photos, you started a uh, certain pounds and you lost this and this is what you look like. Great. Yay. <laughs> what happened to him five years from now? Is he back to where he was? Did he gain more or did he maintain? Like you don't know, mm -hmm. but the confidence and the things that I'm talking about, confidence and, and caring for care for others, those will most likely stick with that person. And once they understand the value of those things, they'll continue to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that more important? Like in life in general, you know what I mean? So why are we focusing on this superficial value of body change and associating fitness with only that? and not on the other aspects of life that's way more important and beneficial to individuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by like progress can look different and sometimes it can't, it, it's unseen. And it's, it's, you know, to me, it's one of those things like, I think our clients know that and they feel that, but I don't need to make a point to boast about that as a fitness facility, mm -hmm. as working with people. Like if they gain that, awesome. And I'm so happy for them. But do I need to do like a testimonial and in an interview to market ourselves that way? No. If they feel it and they know that like we were able to help them or we were able to help them along in their journey, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And why I have issues with transformation photos and all that stuff is because it promotes the negative side to me in the fitness industry. And we just like, we need to look at fitness differently. And it starts with conversation like this mm -hmm. and to say like enough is enough. 
let's really switch the flip, switch gears into really starting to think differently. Not it's and we're not saying that weight loss, fat loss is bad, mm-hmm. but putting that as a picture of fitness, that's wrong. Right. Because that's only a one aspect of progress, and it's not the whole thing, and it's not even like ten percent. So let's like let's stop that. I don't know what else to say other than that. What do you think? I agree on all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I have do. anything to I mean, seriously, absolutely. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, weight loss, um, fat loss. It's a byproduct of, of just really healthy um, choices and, 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 you know, making good changes in all areas. And, and let's, um, let's be real. Like, I don't know that if anybody has really stuck with the entire program. Mm -hmm. I know people do, but like from the, like the, the minimal details to the big picture, like from start to finish, like following the program to the T, like I don't even follow my own program that I wrote right for myself. (laughs) I mean, like for my training sessions, like sometimes depending on how, and it should be that way. It shouldn't have to be, I have to strictly follow this and that. Right. Like that takes away your creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Like what happens to kids when you take away the creative freedom? You know what I mean? Like the same thing happens to adults. So you should be allowed to be creative in the time that you spend at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be that way. It should be, it should be a hobby. Like I think we forget the word hobby sometimes, but training and spending time in the weight room should be considered a hobby, not a chore. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. So... Well, I feel like I just rambled on today. <laughs> and Covered I a lot of bases. We did. And then obviously, as always, the topic started with one thing and then kind of went all over the place. <laughs> we should just start with no topic. Just start no topic. talking. So we should just start with hi, dudes. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our ramble if you made it this far. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.